the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Last Monday, we were greeted with a very down day type of down day where it leads to other down days. Maybe not that day, maybe a week later, maybe a month later, but basically it set the stage for some volatility to come in. So the volatility is tied towards maybe a little bit of who's going to be president. What's their relationship going to be like with China? What will the Federal Reserve do if the world continues to slow, as it should, when there's a trade war between China and the United States? So it's collateral damage on a lot of levels. We've got below fair value following a turbulent week on Wall Street as far as the markets looked to open lower today, and they did. That should not come as a major surprise. Um, like I said, last week kind of introduced this variable of uh, now that you've checked that 3% kind of bad day, it tends to lead to other bad days. What you don't want is a slow bear market. Let me tra- tell you, it is incredibly annoying to have a market that pulls back two or three points a day for a year, only to be like, oh, we're down 200 or 300 points. You kind of want to get it all over with. Um, with that said, uh, don't read too much into this. 800-516-1220 to get your call on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. So there's no big China-U.S. trade relations focal point change, except for we are now paying attention on a weekly basis to their yuan and how it's pegged versus the dollar. So if they lower their yuan and let their yuan be weakened, it would allow them to be do trade easier with other countries because you're getting a discount, per se. The IMF stated after Friday's close that China has not manipulated the yuan as of yet and that it remains broadly in line with economic fundamentals. You might remember that Trump on Monday of last week, or maybe on the weekend, accused China of manipulation. The IMF is saying, nope, that's not the case. So the 10-year Treasury is still in the news. 169, 169. That's in a pretty distressed area. I want to kind of repeat that just for a second. That's in a pretty distressed area, 169. It's telling you that it thinks the economy is going to stink that you'll be better off in the next 10 years getting 1.69% returns than, say, maybe market returns. That 169 should be about where inflation hits. Hmm. What do you think about those kind of returns? 
Roku's big winner winner chicken dinner today. Needham gave it a street high price target of $150 a share. It's currently at 134 They are doing some things pretty well as far as the streaming wars go. Who's going to be the ultimate hardware winner? They're in the game. And by this point in time, with other technology trends, they would have been out of the game. Companies like Palm Pilot didn't stay in the phone game very long. Apple's got some research out on them today. Longbow is a research refer, uh, firm. They're out suggesting Taiwanese suppliers are continuing to see positive growth year over year. So maybe the death of Apple's hardware is a little bit exaggerated. Keep in mind, it's very, very anemic and small. If they didn't do such large buybacks, it would look even smaller and more anemic. they got negative search trend dynamics from Baidu and Google. So, um, let's see. The current analysis is for suppliers. We expect a bumpy quarter given the recent risk of additional tariffs, which have the potential to dampen demand and impair profitability for the second half products later this year. Wow, that's kind of crazy to think about. You know, Apple introduces their new phones typically in September. It's like, whoa, it's August. It's middle of August. Like, my, oh, my, the years do fly by. You with me against me. Got to pick a side. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. We do have that um, Friday big seminar event coming up at the Money Show. You can learn more about it by going to kdow.biz, hitting on the Money Show, and or going to newfocusfinancial.com and hitting on the Money Show. Not a lot of ripping stories today. Um, Like I said, some analyst commentary. Um, Apple, you know, not enough to really move the market on its own today. Steve Madden, which is a company that you will always look at differently after seeing the Wolf of Wall Street. They acquired privately held Great Brand. They're a leading digitally native footwear brand specializing in premium sneakers made in Italy. Uh, with a majority of products sold direct to consumer on greats.com as well as in the flagship retail store located in Soho District of New York. That's an interesting acquisition. You think of tech companies and like, what could Apple acquire to make themselves more relevant? Like maybe Netflix, right? You don't think of a shoe company necessarily going out and getting Italian sneakers to compete with like the Microsoft sneakers, right? AMD has kind of been embattled recently. They have kind of an interesting 2020 setting up. They are going to be in the new Xbox. They're going to be in the new PlayStation. And they're still the number two player, for better or for worse, with NVIDIA in the graphic processing world. Um, AMD's price target seen be moved to about 44 bucks. It's currently a $34 stock. They get a lot of business from Google Cloud as well as uh, HP and Dell. Um, there's a Cray announcement in there as well. So there's a lot of good announcements, a lot of good things to come, but the company was overpriced. It's interesting to watch from a distance. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy about getting in touch with me in any way, shape, and or form. Um... Interesting, back to Roku, it's kind of like sometimes you come back to these things. 
you know, Needham said it's a $150 stock. They say relative strategic positions of Roku versus Netflix. Um, Netflix has been under fire recently because Disney Plus is coming out later this year. And a lot of people see the end of the road for Netflix as far as um, launching planes on and off the runway without any traffic. Now there's going to be more traffic. So Roku is Needham's top mid-cap pick for 2019, and they're raising the Roku target to 150 based on they prefer Roku over Netflix. That's kind of in the world streaming. Netflix was the only player. Roku's value proposition to advertisers is growing. That's for sure. The dominant internet aggregator for stream TV and movie content. That's for sure. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money investing and much, much more. CNBC did a nice piece on what's the magical number on retirement. It's $1.7 million. According to this article, according to this time, that number is going to change a little bit, but it's probably going to get bigger as you get older. So keep that in mind. Let's bring in Christine Benz. Christine Benz is going to be at the Money Show. You can find out more by going to kdow.biz and signing up for the Money Show. It is this week. Um, how are you, Miss Benz? Let's see if we can try that again. Christine Benz, the Money Show, San Francisco. Sounds like we're having some technical difficulties, so maybe my producer will let me know when we get that going up and going. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. The Money Show San Francisco is going to be August 15th through the 17th. It's a lot of focus on stocks, on income, on growth, a lot of face-to-face, a lot of... um, preeminent economists of the day, renowned advisors, top-performing money managers. You can find out more about The Money Show San Francisco, August 15th through the 17th at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square Hotel. We hope to see you there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, a little bit of protest in Hong Kong is looming over the weekend. And it kind of bled into the markets on Monday. There's a new report out of CNBC, which you have to take these as very much so, I'm not going to say grains of salt. The Bank of America is raising the chance of a recession to one in three in the next 12 months. So Bank of America sees a greater than 30% chance of recession in the next year based on recent data. They see some uh, economic indicators that are flashing yellow, signaling a coming recession. Economist Ethan Harris says the bright spot of the economy is initial jobless claims remain at very low levels. Recession risk is rising. Uh, The bank's global economist now sees a greater than 30% chance of recession in the next year. Would you change your investment philosophy based on a one in three chance of a recession? 
let's say let's say you're right and there is a recession would you change your investment philosophy my big question for you is why and what would you actually do so they say bank of america says that the probability of recession over the next 12 months is only pegged at 20 percent but because they're throwing some subjective data into it it eventually leads them to a one in three Obviously, the big issue is the uncertainty around the U.S.-China trade war and a global economic slowdown that would happen to come out of it has caused interest rates to tumble. Interest rates are considered to be very smart, so the when 10-year Treasury dumps to 169 or 168, wherever it's at today, it's telling you that something's going to happen. Last month's job report showed a strong consumer, but business investment is low as investors and business owners juggle new tariffs and fiscal policy uncertainty. That's an interesting call. I'm not going to say it's a right call or what have you, because I like the fact that they're trying to get ahead of it, because I I don't think most people do. Um, I would be cautious on the word recession has a very, in my opinion, kind of a... I got to make sure I don't say something that I'm not supposed to say anymore. It might have a kind of negative connotation, the word, the R word. See where I'm kind of playing at with that? The R word. Grown man can't say recession. Like, what's wrong with me? Facebook's in the news today. They're reportedly ditching plans, or they reportedly ditch plans to buy a social networking competitor. They had thought about buying a company called House Party, but abandoned the deal due to fears of greater antitrust concerns. That's the video chat app that I think can tie in 16. Does that sound about right? 16 video streams. So it's like a giant, huge Brady Bunch. I know you're saying Brady Bunch. Remember how the, the show started with a 3 by 3 tic-tac-toe grid? Here's a story about a lovely lady. And it showed her in the middle with her three daughters and story of a man named Brady that showed him with three of his kids so they suddenly covered up eight of the nine squares and you're like, who's going to be the last one? Who's going to be the last one? And it was Alice. So the video chat app isn't going to be Alice in the middle, but it is what it is I suppose, right? Um, Facebook was in advanced discussions with House Party but ended a deal after it became clear that acquiring another social media company would be too risky. House Party allows users to video chat with, oh, 24 people. Uh, it's popular. No, it's multiple users. So it's up to age 20. It's typically popular in 24. Um, it was acquired in June by Fortnite maker Epic Games. Okay, yeah. Facebook's going to be basically on call at this point in time that don't go out and buy new companies. Chick-fil-A in the news. Man, I hate Chick-fil-A. What I hate about Chick-fil-A is not the chicken or the filet or how they spelt filet. You know, chicken isn't considered quality like, you know, a filet steak, right? So they had to put a capital A in it to make it like A plus prime prime and to make the chicken filet stand out. It's a privately held chain and the third largest in the United States by sales. Chick-fil-A is rolling out a new menu item 
Mac and cheese. I hate mac and cheese. I wonder how many people mac and cheese kills in America every day compared to cigarettes, right? I know. We never really talk about that. But it's Chick-fil-A's first permanent side edition since 2016. It rarely changes their menu. And the thing I hate about Chick-fil-A is how much people talk about how they love Chick-fil-A. I'm like, it's just chicken. But a slimmer menu helps the southern chain focus on menu staples like its chicken sandwich and keep service fast. So they are now the nation's third largest restaurant chain by sales. Interesting, right? An average Chick-fil-A restaurant that's not in a mall pulls in $5.7 million a year. Unbelievable. Chick-fil-A is also rolling out frosted caramel coffee for a limited time. The quick service restaurants, the fast food, they're doing everything they can to come up with like a frosted caramel coffee. Anything that will drive a weird taste into their restaurant more than once. They got to they got to keep it kind of all that in a bucket of chicken, so to speak. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, seven to nine on AM twelve twenty KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. One of the things that I Googled to see if there's any big stories in competitive gaming is when I Googled Fortnite, I I found the, you probably remember not too long ago, that 16-year-old kid who won $3 million. He was recently swatted during a call. Swatted during a game, a stream. He's streaming and basically swatted me and someone calls and says, oh my God, someone is in that house and they've got a gun and I hear baby screaming. The next thing you know, SWAT shows up at your house or that said person's house, got it surrounded and they're on itchy finger waiting for a white male Caucasian to open the door and start screaming so they can shoot him. I know you're saying, you're jaded. Hey, I watch TV. That's all I'll say. Um, and I'm also probably jaded and probably a little bit sarcastic to a flaw there. But could you imagine your kid is just a normal, healthy kid and someone decides to swat them while they're playing a video game and unfortunate circumstance happen? That's one of the reasons I do this show is unfortunate circumstances. Sometimes you don't know what's going to hit you and you need cash. I know. One of the stocks that I used to actually work with is a company called iHeartMedia. And it was interesting because I had a year contract. And when the year was up, I was out. I didn't know that. It was probably about 15 months. But um, I had a good show, and it was pretty popular. The advertisers were easy to follow, fine. But... Let's just put it this way. Politically speaking, sometimes financial radio shows aren't, how shall we say, what the higher-ups want. So I worked with iHeartMedia, which at one point in time was a different company, right? They didn't really always want to be known as iHeartMedia. 
but they got caught up in that, whoops, we have a name that ends with radio, therefore we better change it to media. Their debt was cut to $5.8 billion from $16 billion. They went hardcore into bankruptcy. Most legacy radio stations and companies have had problems because their formats haven't been tweaked correctly to really allow for the expansion of management paychecks, salespeople paychecks, and talent play paychecks. There's just been a lot of money squeezed out of it. So I wasn't surprised when iHeartMedia said, okay, you know, today's your last day. Congratulations. <laughs> Go to your desk and pack everything up. And they sent the biggest, toughest man to watch me pack my stuff up. Uh, it was a little bit of a surprise in the sense that, I, fortunately, I didn't need the money. I didn't need the job or anything like that. But it was a little bit of a surprise. Um. I don't really like buying companies that have that legacy business model that is problematic, that needed to be subsidized essentially through bankruptcy court. I know you're saying subsidies, government, bankruptcy court. Yeah. When you get $8 billion of debt relieved, I consider that a subsidy. And I don't really like that. So iHeart operates 848 radio stations, which is roughly double the total of number two Cumulus Media. Um, commercials radio, commercial radio's high advertising burden is estimated at 15 minutes per hour is a risk. Is that risk right now? Sears Satellite Radio came out and started doing radio-free broadcast years ago, or commercial-free. So engagement strong at 30 minutes per day versus 25 minutes for Google and 18 minutes for Facebook. So Facebook and Google are able to push advertisers through a smaller time commitment from you. It's an interesting way of looking at it. I myself will say, again, as valuable and as, as, as much value is shown in something like an iHeart and an analyst saying we call it an overweight and a strong and growing digital segment, I have to go, man, wasn't this the company that just had $8 billion debt wiped out so they could play competitively? Because they were just drowning in debt. And um, I still see a lot of the names that I used to work with who ran the company still being tied to quotes. And I go, didn't they run out of cash the first time? And iHeart has a thing where they report a lot in EBITDA, which is earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, amortization. But that's fantasy. And, you know, heck, I'm, I'm one who likes fantasy just like you. You know, good golly, it used to be the Sears catalog, then it's Victoria's Secret. I mean, that stuff, fantasy, it sells. But not when it comes to investments. I'm not into fantasy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, last week, we introduced volatility to the markets on Monday. And rarely does volatility, when it spikes, just go away. It usually gets people talking. usually gets people upset. It usually gets the weekend talk shows talking about, is this the start of the next recession? Will Donald Trump, by the way, the Epstein guy commits suicide. And the hilarious thing to me is that Trump is saying it's a, the Clintons had something to hide, so they probably killed him. 
And the people who don't like Trump are saying Trump probably has something to hide. So he probably killed him. Ah, the good old days. When you could go to jail and just commit suicide and no one came up with conspiracy theories. Elsewhere, CBS and Viacom are negotiating changing shares. This is, again, two mergers and breakups and getting back together. It's tough to have faith in companies that do that. I know you unlock shareholder value by saying, okay, well, we got Viacom and MTV on one hand. On the other hand, we got this old CBS and uh, all these CSI shows that we don't know what to do with. We got CSI up to eyeballs. (laughs) Um, That's a lot of CSI, just between you and me. So Bank of America is raising chance of a recession to one in three in the next 12 months. That (coughs) feels about right. Considering, A, we haven't had a recession in a long time. If you say it long enough, you're eventually going to be right. Um, And the China-U.S. thing just doesn't seem to be figuring itself out on its own. You've got the United States labeled by three countries as a country not safe enough to visit without mass shootings. So you're going to see some tourist hits in the United States. Which is a lovely thing if you live in the Bay Area and you don't like people. It's a horrible thing if you live in the Bay Area and you have a job tied towards people coming to visit the lovely Bay Area. And it starts to add up. There's some strikes here in the economy. And that's why I'm saying that recession kind of talk makes a little bit of sense. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Um, Day by day, the markets are going to be kind of like dramatic at times. But the best thing you could do is have a plan for the next 5, 10, 15 years. Big seminar coming up Friday at the Money Show. You can sign up for it at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Is it too late to buy XYZ stock? It's a question that I get regularly. Sometimes it's a mutual fund, but rarely. Sometimes it's exchange-traded fund, but rarely. Is it too late to buy Netflix? I'm like, well, now you got Disney Plus for the first time ever. That's you know 90 days away. How do you feel about that? Is it too late to buy Starbucks? They're in a pretty dominant position. It's tough to replicate what they do based on size, but it's tough to replicate what they do based on quality. Not that difficult. But you have to ask yourself tough questions at times, and you have to be able to give yourself tough answers. Otherwise, don't buy stocks. Starbucks has quietly lifted into the NASDAQ 100 leadership this year, posting much stronger 2019 returns than a lot of the Facebook, Amazon... Alphabet, Netflix, Google kind of stocks. Throw an Apple somewhere in there. Coffee Giant broke out from its $64 resistance and pushed to the mid-80s, ultimately into the 90s. It's a pretty big jump. It's a pretty big move and train. Woo, woo! 50% gain this year. Not too shabby. Now, 
if you were to buy a day, you'd be quote unquote chasing performance, right? So I get that question asked all the time. Is it too late to buy Apple? Is it too late to buy Netflix? Is it too late to buy Starbucks? Is it too late to buy fill in the blank? Consultant broker advisor for taking action against stocks mentioned. Um, there's a lot of psychological reasons that people don't want to buy stocks when they're high, but when they go higher, they're like suddenly, oh, I want to buy it. Because you're loco in the cocoa. You didn't like it at 68, but you love it at 92. What's wrong with you? One of the best pieces of advice I can give you is learn how to buy stocks and how buy things that make you happy and that you want to own. Um, Starbucks is a great company, but it's not a great company for the short term. Psst, the secret's out. Starbucks has coffee. Pass it on. Everyone knows about Starbucks. Psst. Their coffee's really expensive. It should be called five bucks. Pass it on. Everyone knows everything there is to know about it. Psst. Pumpkin latte coming sooner than expected this year. Soon they're going to be selling that freaking fragging pumpkin latte 24-7-365. Because someone like CFP Chad Burton wants. And what Chad Burton wants, Chad Burton gets. I don't get the love affair with pumpkin latte. You remember a couple years ago, they were like, interesting that there's no pumpkin in a pumpkin latte. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's just artificial flavors. And we don't care. We don't care. We don't want the real pumpkin. So chasing a stock is going to put yourself in a bad situation. Suddenly you're going to be like, well, I didn't like it at 60, but I like it at 90. But whatever goes from 90 to 60, well, I still like it. Sometimes that happens. Buy great companies. Mostly you should be buying indexes. Mostly you should be buying ETFs. Because when you start buying stocks, you got to start knowing about things about Fibonacci extensions, corrections, relative strength, overbought, underbought, oscillators. Quick, get the oscillator. The patient needs it stat. Well, doctor, I don't know what an oscillator is. I know you're saying your performance is the sexy nurse who doesn't know what an oscillator is. May just get you the Academy Award that's been, how shall we say, missing from your whole entire life. So stocks being overbought, guess what? It's going to happen on the great name companies. So it comes with the territory. Is it too late to buy? Buy great companies. Most of your money should be in indexes and exchange-traded funds. At least until you have $100,000, you shouldn't buy an individual stock, unless you're loco in the cocoa. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Um, stock market started the week off weaker because of some protests in Hong Kong, which I'll say I don't know much about. I know that since President Xi has taken over, that there's been a lot of protests, but they're escalating this week, and they've shut down the airports in Hong Kong, which is a major financial hub. And that just happened today, so we'll see if it happens overnight and such. But China was famous at one point in time for going to Tiananmen Square and running over a guy with a tank all over food protests. China's got a problem with food in their country. Quality of food, enough food, price of food. You don't want that to happen again. 
that would upset the world trade balance for a long time. People would be very upset with Hong Kong. Our yield slipped last week, created some woes in the United States. You're hearing about companies trying to leave as fast as they can from China, but there's some negatives that happen when you do that. Where do you go? What's the cost? Is it smooth? Can you guarantee guidance? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, Postal Service has got kind of an interesting story these days, which the Postal Service had a really big loss in the recent quarter. And we know that FedEx is leaving Amazon. So it basically leaves UPS and U.S. Postal Service to figure out how to not lose a lot of money delivering Amazon's packages. And the answer is higher rates. Interesting to note. Will Amazon suck it up and eat the costs, or do we start seeing higher rates on Amazon Prime? United States Postal Service does a lot of the dirty work, and they're just, they've never been in the business of making money. I don't get it. It's strange. It's surreal. In its heyday, it wasn't making money. It's still not making money. Talking about a company you would never invest in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.